presented by Airlines for America. Good morning. I'm Rachel Bade. It's Wednesday, April 12th. Last night, Donald Trump did his first sit-down interview since his indictment, and you can probably guess the lucky anchor. Yes, it was Tucker Carlson. Surprise, surprise. A couple highlights. Trump claimed that employees at the courthouse were actually crying when he was getting arraigned and told him, quote, I'm sorry. Carlson also asked if he would ever drop out of the presidential race due to his legal woes. And Trump said, quote, no, I'd never drop out. It is not my thing. A bit of developing news to keep your eyes on today. Senator Tim Scott, who is in Iowa right now, actually, will announce an exploratory committee for president. That is different than something that had been previously reported about him this week, that he was actually going to announce that he's running for president. These are actually different things. And I heard from uh, Scott's camp yesterday that they were very annoyed that this was being misreported. So keep that in mind. This is just an exploratory committee. Lastly, I'm a bit obsessed this week with a letter that Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Dick Durbin sent to Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. He's asking Roberts to investigate his colleague. Justice Clarence Thomas, who you probably saw this blockbuster story last week from ProPublica, has been taking two decades worth of lavish trips paid for by a Republican donor and not disclosing them. So this morning, to digest all the Clarence Thomas drama, I have the one and only Josh Gerstein, uh, who is basically the LeBron James of all SCOTUS coverage. So welcome, Josh. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Rachel. No problem. Happy to be with you. How's it going? It's going well. So Chief Justice John Roberts, I feel like, is always talking about the importance of maintaining public trust in the courts and ensuring the courts look impartial. And so I'm curious, based off sort of how you know, you know, this branch of government works, do we actually expect Roberts will respond to Durbin's letter at all? And more than that, will he actually investigate Justice Thomas? I think the chance of Chief Justice Roberts announcing some kind of investigation of Thomas is pretty close to zero. Mm. Might there be some response? There might be. But, you know, based on the way this stuff has worked in the past, Rachel, it's usually up to the justice involved, which is one of the problems that the ethics types uh, have with the whole situation. Uh, generally speaking, if the justice who's being accused of doing something improper wants to offer a response, the chief justice may step in and become the vehicle to share that, either in terms of a public statement or a letter to Congress. But if the justice involved prefers to stonewall, basically, there's not too much the chief can actually do about it. I mean, I guess he could come out publicly and denounce his colleague, but that doesn't seem to happen. It's an indication, I think, of how the chief justice's role is sort of more limited than a lot of people may think when they see him presiding at an impeachment trial or watch him swear in the president of the United States. In some respects, it's not that powerful a role. And there was some talk, it sounds like in 2019, where Supreme Court was talking internally about doing their own uh, ethics code. Whatever happened to that discussion? I mean, so this is one of so many areas where the transparency and oversight at the Supreme Court is just kind of weak. The reason we know that there was a discussion going on in 2019 about whether to adopt an ethics code is because Justice Kagan and Justice Alito went up in front of a House Appropriation Subcommittee to talk about the budget for the Supreme Court. Very little of the discussion was spent on the budget and a lot was spent on other matters. And one of them was ethics. And Kagan said 
that they were in discussion about implementing an ethics code. That was 2019. The justices have not been really seen at a hearing of that sort since then. We're now obviously four years later. There was, in fairness, a pandemic in the middle of that. And so we basically heard nothing to indicate that that has proceeded at the Supreme Court. And there have been reports that the justices couldn't really agree, I don't know, either on the substance of what the code would say or how how it would be enforced. And in that situation, the court does what it does best, which is basically nothing. One last question for you. What are you watching in politics today? Well, you know, I'd like to see on this issue whether there's any chance about uh, some cooperation between Democrats and Republicans. There have been cooperation in the past on some issues like cameras in the courtroom and even on some of these ethics issues. I think uh, Lindsey Graham had gone along with Democrats uh, in one era. So it's possible, as I say, if this situation is depersonalized away from Justice Thomas, that Congress could actually do things. This is something Chuck Grassley, for example, has been interested in these sorts of issues around the Supreme Court and bringing more transparency to the court, not just to its own ethics, but even to the way the court and the court system spends its money. These are areas where I could see Congress each actually reaching a consensus, but it's very hard to do in a situation where a specific justice is on the ropes. Really great stuff today, Josh. Thank you for your time on this. Sure, Rachel. Happy to do it. And for your schedule today, The House and Senate are still on recess. And check out Politico's Mayor's Club, a first-of-its-kind roundtable of 50 mayors to tell us how they're tackling the issues their own voters are demanding action on, with installments coming throughout the year. For an expanded schedule of everything happening in D.C. today and more reporting, check out Playbook this morning at politico.com slash playbook. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. Did you know? More than 90% of Americans have flown in their lifetime, and more than half of Americans have boarded a commercial aircraft before their 16th birthday. Robust competition in the U.S. airline industry has helped reduce airfares and generate a wide variety of selection, choice, and options for travelers. Learn more at airlines.org.